0: Lots of watches and warnings up tonight from Oklahoma on northeastward to the lower Great Lakes. Uh, Winter storm warnings, uh, flash flood watches in northern Pennsylvania and parts of upstate New York and some winter weather advisories and winter storm warnings for well up north into the northeast. Uh, We've got wind to deal with. We've got snow probabilities to deal with and freezing rain probabilities to deal with. And then, of course, there's severe weather. And I'm sitting right in the middle of an enhanced zone for tomorrow, and that is uh, the highlights of tonight's Joe and Joe Weather Show, which is brought to you by Omni True Value Hardware at 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, New York. They still have got snow blowers, spreaders, shovels, bag ice pellets and flakes, Pelado, calcium deicer, and still plenty of rock salt. If winter comes knocking at the door again. And you know what, folks? It just might. Uh, so get to Omni. 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, New York. Six three one seven five six one one two five is the telephone number. And, of course, we all know that the website is... OmniTrueValue.com. And welcome back, Joe. Yes. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, let me just get... I'm maneuvering here, folks. This is going to be one of those... know because i resolved one technical issue that took me forever to fix which was the bombardment of my uh website and now uh of course uh yesterday i went to do a few things as i my normal way joe to set up shows for uh for weather and five and for the joe and joe weather show and lo and behold the print screen key is not working right so uh, uh everything comes up black So I've tried every fix that's out there because apparently it's quite common in Windows 10 and Windows 11. And guess what? The fixes don't work for me. So I have uh, more investigating to do. So I had to spend time finding an end around and I sort of did. So we'll see if we'll see how it goes. The show's going to be a little bit different tonight in terms of the graphics. Uh, But uh, I'm sitting in an enhanced risk of tornadoes, Joe. I'm in the central time zone in uh in mississippi
1: and you are uh yeah that's right you're you're still down south a ways in the deep south and you you're gonna have lots of fun tomorrow if uh if things turn out the way the folks over at uh norman oklahoma storm prediction center have uh, mapped it out for you so um maybe you ought to go outside you know from time to time tomorrow and make some uh recordings of uh, the sky conditions and. You know if you see happen to see a funnel or two record that and put it on tomorrow night
0: if i see a funnel or two i'm, I'm going in the other direction i am not down here storm chasing i'm here taking t- uh, taking care of some family issues and uh i am <clears throat> hopefully headed back tomorrow so uh, that will be uh that'll be a plus and hopefully i will get back in time so that we could do a show tomorrow night so so at least for the areas for the northeast and the northern mid-Atlantic states, uh, it's uh, going to be rain and it's going to be some wind. Uh, I think uh, you know, they've already got the high wind watch up for eastern the eastern half of Long Island, for Suffolk County, for southeastern Connecticut, and out for the Cape. I'm thinking they might throw up the wind advisory tomorrow for some areas. Wouldn't surprise me, uh, particularly for late tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow night. I don't know what your thinking is on all of
1: that. My thinking is what What was the name of the uh, of the person who used to badger us and used to call out people who gave out bad forecasts? Remember, what was that? What was that person's name? Um, oh God, I don't know. Remember from a year ago, and we used to
0: oh used to kid um, him the- wait there there was well uh, well we had uh, the uh, perpetual snow expert Smata Mott, but uh, no longer right. no longer with us. Uh, well, it was, uh, oh what was his name? Little Lord
1: Fort (laughs) Leroy, Ruben, uh, Mr. Ruben Fairchild, Mr. Ruben Fairchild. May I now, uh, create a new award as of tonight? (laughs) The, the Mr. Ruben Fairchild award tonight going to Mr. Tom Contino, who says on the chat, who on the chat board says, Hope Joe Rayo addresses his bad forecast from Sunday. He said, as far as extremes are concerned, the most that any one location could receive is two inches. The least is nothing at all. You already did. Mr. Con- Mr. Con- Mr. Contino, first of all, that wasn't my forecast. I posted on Facebook, Joe, the National Weather Service forecast map, which had, on average, for most areas of our region, approximately one inch. And I also mentioned that if you go to the extremes, and they do do this, they do do this at the National Weather Service. They provide you with what basically is a consensus forecast, and then they give you the extremes. And on one extreme, for all the areas on Sunday, they had zero, zero. On the other extreme, they had two inches. They didn't have much more than that in any one given spot, either on Long Island or on uh, the Hudson Valley, New York, two inches. And I said on Sunday that that particular forecast was the National Weather Service's idea of what is going to happen for the day, for Sunday. Of course, it turned out that it was a bit more than that. In fact, some places on Long Island, some places in Hudson Valley picked up more than two inches. But it wasn't. Some places on Long
0: Island picked up close
1: to six. Right. Right. Which is but more again, than what I which is three times more than two, <laughs> which now admittedly, I, I and I think you, too, we were both siding with the uh, the idea that the weather service pretty much was on target with that. But uh, again, when I said that on Sunday, I, I made and I drew attention is it's still on my Facebook page. If you want to scroll back a few days, you'll see I put their forecast up their forecast map. I really didn't feel like putting up a map. You know, I, I said, well, this is such a relatively minor event. Yeah. So we, we underestimated, but that forecast really the, what uh, that statement was in regard to the map that was put up by the national weather service, not by yours truly. But anyway, I know that if Mr. Reuben Fairchild were here, he would have jumped all over and, 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 and looked for, uh, uh, the the uh, the the correct interpretation, so to speak. And of course, you remember with Reuben Fairchild, every day he was calling out one forecaster on television or radio or another saying, he's wrong, he's wrong, he's wrong. You know, oh, he's terrible. He said, so the Reuben Fairchild Award for tonight, oh, excuse me, the Mr. Reuben Fairchild Award for tonight goes again to Tom Contino. Tom, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed the fact that yes, we were we were underestimated. We did underestimate that Sunday storm. For most people on the chat board, it pretty well is now something in the past. But if you're looking for (laughs) if you're looking for me to get on my knees and and beg forgiveness of getting the forecast wrong, Tom, I am sorry, and I'll never do it again. All right, by the way, done.
0: we took our, you know, we took our Mia couples on Sunday because if you remember Sunday morning, uh, uh, there were areas North and West of the coast, like in Northwest Jersey and through you points North and West, that got three, four, five inches. And then, uh, when the uh, afternoon went by and going into the evening, uh, the coast, wound, some coastal areas, not so much coastal Jersey, but long Island, certainly, uh, Southeastern Southern Connecticut, Southeastern Connecticut and points east, uh did double what was because I my final I mean, I had a final call on Saturday night and I had two to three, you know, fairly not a large spot of two to three inches. I did not go far enough north and west of it. I, way off north and west, not far enough. And if enough. you remember and so, if you
1: remember, if you remember on Sunday, what was the first thing I that came out of my mouth on Sunday? You were angry. I said You said you I was were angry. angry. I was angry. I admitted that this was not a forecast that uh, went very well for for, for anybody, actually. And I, in fact, I even used, used the Gomer pile analogy because uh, many times when I was on News 12 and we had a setup where I'd call for an inch or two and we ended up with four or five, I'd always hear Jim Neighbors in my head doing his Gomer pile. Surprise, surprise, surprise. But I was more angry than anything else on on uh, Sunday, though, because up until up until uh, the day before, for example, the NAM was only going for a few hundredths of an inch of liquid precipitation. Mm-hmm. And then at the last minute, they went, oh, wait a minute. We're giving about 2 to 3, uh, point, point 0.2 to point 0.3 inches of liquid precip, which would have translated into 2 to 3 inches of snow. And, uh, you know, you, you get upset when the models lead you astray, so to speak. So it's not that, you know, either Look, you or that, I that, that, that ignored, whole... ig- ignored, the, ignored it. No, but no, but what what really set me off here with the Reuben Fairchild Award is when when it was when Tom said, I hope that Joe Rayo um, addresses his bad <laughs> forecast. Tom, guess what? We Were did you here on Sunday? We did. <laughs> I did. Okay. I wanna just that's it. All
0: right, look, was, I am just this, gonna, ancient I'm, history. I'm just gonna add one more thing the whole setup the whole setup for sunday was was had disaster written it all over from a forecast standpoint from the onset you had (coughs) you had the upper trough doing one thing you had the coastal the coastal redevelopment and the low on the, the wave offshore doing another models handled both of those not well and as we said on sunday and i'll say it again that forecaster from WPC who last Thursday night had that swath of four inch, you know, probability of at least four in pretty much of the exact area where it fell Saturday night into Sunday morning was, was one of the best WPC forecasts ever (laughs) in my view, if only because of the fact that it came and it was against pretty much every guy, every piece of guidance that was out there. And I, and and you and I struggled on, on Thursday, Trying to say, okay, how did he get to this when, right. when we had nothing showing it? But you know what? That is why. That's the reason why model casting is can be such a disaster, and that's what a lot of people do. If the models don't show it, I'm not going to say it. Here's a guy. Uh, i i No, I remember. Is it an Italian last name? Here's a guy who, you know, really, you know, knew his stuff. looked at looked at what was going on, and figured it out. Picasso fracasso yes mr fracasso no,
1: right
0: and one he figured it for, out one, and big, one of the chief forecasters big yeah. big kudos uh to him so there you go let us now uh move on as you said so let us get me let's get us out of the frame here and let's get the forecast page in the frame and i'm gonna go to uh i just want to scroll back a little bit here uh let's get to the beginning I don't know why this is going in the in 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 only one direction when I'm moving. I'm moving this thing backwards and it's moving it forward. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> um, I've had I'm telling you we're going to have a rough night tonight because of the fact that I have to do this differently. I can't draw on the maps. I can't bring the you know, I usually have the web browser open, which I I do behind me, but I can't it, it, all all that comes up is a black screen. Uh, there's something, you know, I was reading up on that by the way, just really quick, and apparently There are some apps now, especially financial apps, that prevent you from screenshotting stuff as an added security measure, which is fine and dandy for the app. But the problem is, the setting turns it on for everything. So I don't have any financial apps on my laptop, so I don't know why it's doing that. And I do have some on my phone, and my phone is synced to my my computer, so I got I got a lot of work to do. Okay, anyhow. Uh, busy night tonight in the land of uh, watches and warnings, as you can see it here. You have the um, winter storm warnings up from northern Oklahoma through Kansas, uh, through uh, Missouri, northern Missouri, northern Illinois. Chicago's on under, under a winter weather advisory. They're kind of on the edge. The models have been sort of teetering back and forth as to whether they were going to get into the big snows or not. Uh, Northwestern Indiana, southern Michigan, including I believe Detroit. And then you've got some advisories on either side. There's going to be some icing issues with this. Wind advisories up. Uh, I got to tell you, it's it's it's. I'm in northern Mississippi in Tupelo right now, home of El, uh, Elvis's birthplace. And Joe, it's bone dry up here. They've had very little rain this winter. It's it's absolutely bone dry. They've had to deal with the uh, fire issues. And uh, they've got wind advisories up. And now they've got this severe weather threat for tomorrow, which they are going to at least get some decent rain out of this. But uh, it's coming with uh, severe thunderstorms and a fairly elevated risk of tornadoes. You can see a large area of wind advisories. It's hard to see, but we've got wind advisories and high wind watches up. Southeast New England and the Cape. high wind watch, back over to Suffolk County on Long Island, including Rhode Island and southeastern Connecticut. And I kind of thought maybe they'd get a, a... get ahead of the game and maybe throw a wind advisory up for some inland areas, uh, for tomorrow, uh, for for, uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night. But I guess they decided, you know what, let's just wait till tomorrow morning and see what's going on. Uh, but I'm thinking 30 to 40 inland Joe and maybe 40 to 50 along the coast, as far as wind gusts are concerned, uh, for tomorrow night. It's a very early Friday morning. It's a fast, it's a very fast window that we're dealing with. It's not going to be, you know, it's going to be for a handful of hours, uh, until the front comes through, but uh, enough there that they could put up the advisory.
1: I agree. Um, uh, the Guardia, uh, the the Joe Rayo methodology of uh, of calculating uh, potential high gusts. I always look at the uh, the Foos. God, I don't know what I'm going to do when they when they finally phase out the Nam. But the Foos had a boundary level wind of uh, for for tomorrow night of something like 31 or 32. Oh, I always go like one and one and one half the uh, the boundary level temperature of uh, boundary level winds. So that came I came over like forty six, forty seven mph, and I could I could probably add a few more miles per hour to that. I think uh, LaGuardia has a chance of seeing like forty five to fifty mile per hour gusts tomorrow night. Inland, well, I, I think up here where I am here at the home base in Putnam uh, Valley, maybe about a forty mile per hour wind. I get concerned when it gets to like forty five, fifty because my electric uh, provider usually begins to falter once you go over that magic number 45. But it is going to be a, a rock em sock 'em night tomorrow night with windswept rains uh, hitting the area. There might even be a rumble or grumble of thunder. I wasn't too impressed by the, the, uh, the lifted indices. I mean, I'd like to see something a little below zero for a lifted index, and we had like a plus one tomorrow night for the immediate tri-state area. But there might be a, a flash or two of lightning or a grumble of thunder with this. And then behind that front, Joe, we'll start off on the mild side, maybe upper 40s and low to mid 50s, first thing Friday morning. But by later Friday, temperatures will probably have tumbled down into the 30s, most everywhere. So It looks like we're on our way toward a, a big drop in temperature. And then we'll uh, go back to more seasonable levels here for, for the weekend. It's uh washington's birthday weekend or president's day weekend for both saturday and sunday and by the actual holiday on monday temperatures probably most everywhere will have recovered back to about 50. i i'm above freezing now right now my temperature is 38. i don't expect to see temperatures fall below freezing until sometime friday afternoon so between now and then and plus the fact we're expecting the rain tomorrow night uh the snow and there is snow still on my uh on both my back and front lawn uh i expect a goodly amount of that if not all of it to be gone by the time we get to uh to friday so will i have first time in many weeks i'm gonna actually have a full view of of the grass which has been covered since the beginning of this year it seems
0: it does it does seem that way um okay so uh again uh kind of doing the graphics a little differently so uh uh, it's a work in progress i can already see you know one issue with regards to this particular map it uh, is framed out a little too small uh, but uh, this is the uh, weather services wind forecast let me see if i could just make it a little bigger i i i gotta change up uh let me transform this uh no that didn't work <laughs> i stretched it to the screen and i'll try one more thing all right i'm just gonna i'm just
1: going to um it reminds me of silly putty
0: yes (laughs) uh so we'll just bring it back to the way it was hold on a second uh just a second oh transform let's fit the screen okay so look we'll go by colors if you're watching this on your big screen TV, you'll you'll you certainly could be able to see it a lot better. So the uh, blue area that is just off the coast there in uh, eastern, you know, offshore in eastern Massachusetts. And this is a forecast I, I pulled up midnight, uh, just kind of arbitrarily picked one time frame. So the winds are going to be a little higher in some of the hours past midnight. Uh, but uh, the areas in, in, in yellowish and orange are all gusting to uh, thirty five Almost to 40 miles an hour, uh, 40 uh, miles an hour, and in the uh, darker oranges and the almost reds, we're looking at 40, 45, 50. Uh, and again, yet the darker reds, you talk about, you're talking about 50 plus. Again, this is just for one hour, but you get the idea, folks. Uh, the wind issue uh, is going to be uh, also inland. I mean, the gusts won't be as high, but I certainly could see gusts up in the 30, 40 mile an hour range. Now, where we're dealing with Uh, the potential for some snow tonight, I'm doing WPC's four-inch or uh, better probability. And there's a fairly large, though narrow, area of the probability of at least four that runs uh, from uh, right to about Kansas City. Ms. Svalorite, who is on the chat board tonight, uh, telling us uh, what the Weather Service local forecast is over there. So she's going to see uh, a decent snowfall uh in uh, in kansas city northern missouri through central illinois uh northwestern indiana and then going on up into michigan and you'll notice that the four inch plus line goes well north and west of upstate new york although there are some 50 percent 40 to 50 percent probabilities just kind of skimming uh the northern areas in and around lake ontario and up in uh, upstate new york well up into the adirondacks and uh, going up into northern vermont and then cutting up in uh, through northwestern Maine, the other issue is going to be the probability and I put the probability pick the probability of at least a tenth of an inch of freezing rain, uh, because there will be a narrow band of freezing rain in a changeover zone. Uh, just south of the heavy snow area, and uh, you see it there in southeast Missouri uh, and southeastern Kansas, central Missouri, central Illinois, uh, and uh, just south of the heavy snow area in uh, northwest Indiana, uh, where we've got probabilities of 30 to maybe 50 percent of at least a tenth of an inch, and another area in northeastern Ohio, uh, and uh, just touching southeastern Michigan, and then heading up on the the, uh, Canada side there uh, near Toronto. Uh, getting into the edge of some of the, uh, the freezing rain. And the other thing, and of course, you know, we are in mid-February. So usually around this time of year, as the weather patterns begin to adjust uh, to uh, the approaching uh, new season of spring, which is just about five or so weeks away, uh, astronomically speaking, meteorologically speaking, we use March 1st, but that's just sort of that's a rule among weather folk. That's it hasn't exactly caught on to the general public, but uh, uh, we have a slight risk of severe weather tonight in the north uh, North Central Texas and uh, through much of uh, South Central and Southeastern Oklahoma. The marginal risk poking its nose into Western Arkansas. And now here's the risk area for tomorrow, Joe. Uh, enhanced risk of severe weather in Central and Northern Mississippi. And the western half of Tennessee, a small portion of eastern Arkansas and northwestern Alabama, uh, with the slight risk extending further east into northwest Georgia and on up into eastern Kentucky, southernmost Ohio, southern Indiana, southern Illinois, southern southeast Missouri, the rest of Arkansas, and uh, north uh, the northern half of Louisiana. <clears throat> and uh, going with this, <clears throat> SPC, has a 10% or greater chance, this is the probability of a tornado uh, within 25 miles of any particular point inside the hatch zone there, 10% uh, probability, uh, which is a relatively high number. Uh, and then you've got the 5% even edging up into parts of Kentucky. So tomorrow could be a, uh, an interesting severe weather day uh, as uh, the season pretty much gets underway now uh, in, in the southern part of the United States. Now you're
1: you're down, you're staying you're staying with relatives, I presume, right? Uh, I'm at my sister's. Now, and how long has she been down there? Oh, she's been down here for God, t- plus over twenty five years. Now, has she ever seen a severe thunderstorm capable of actually spawning a, I a tornado? I don't think in you under- know.
0: I I don't think I don't think so. I think there have been a number around this area. And it's fairly flat here, and a lot of uh, wide open territory with not a ton, not a whole lot of trees, uh, and it's also bone dry, as I said, because of the uh, the lack of rainfall that they've had uh, over the winter months. Uh, but oddly enough, I don't recall her ever telling me that this, she actually saw a funnel cloud here. But they've had some rock sop, sock sockum thun, uh, type thunderstorms. Uh, in, in, uh, uh, that, that that she's experienced but I, I don't think she's ever seen a tornado by the way joe we're, joe rayo's monitoring the chat board tonight uh, so if you have any questions or comments please feel free to uh, put them there and we'll try to address them uh the uh, uh you can use your gmail account if you're new to this channel welcome uh to uh my uh youtube channel the joe and joe show on usually uh monday tuesday wednesday thursday nights at 7:30, and sundays at 11 a.m But this is one of those strange weeks since we both have lives. So, you know, sometimes real life does get in the way. Uh, So that's why there was no show uh, the last couple of nights. Normally we are on on Monday and Tuesday. And actually there wasn't going to be a show tonight, but uh, my schedule kind of changed today. So we were able to do it. So uh, just uh, subscribe with your Gmail account. You'll get a notification. Uh, that the show is coming on if you're on on my Facebook page or on Joe Rayo's Facebook page. Uh, if you don't get the YouTube notification, you'll get the Facebook post. If not, you get the Twitter post. Uh, and if uh, you're on my subscription platform on Patreon, you always get the Patreon post pretty much just after youtube sends out its notification so anyway that's a way to cover yourself and uh if you like the show thank you very much for hitting the like button we love when we go over 100 likes so if you could send us over the 100 like threshold it will be um it it it, it will be uh, a good thing
1: and we will thank you for it so uh Alfred, alfred k phillips says that it was 13 below zero at his house this morning and uh I said, somebody asked on the on the chat board. I'll, I'll ask uh, the, the same question. Um, I think, yeah, it's 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 late enough now in the year. Yeah, it, it the 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 sun is up. The sun has as is over the horizon where where he is located. And in fact, we're only about a month away from from the equinox. So the days are rapidly. If you live in a place like uh, Alaska or northern Canada, uh, the days are rapidly increasing now. Uh, the uh, the amount of daylight is rapidly increasing from from day to day it's quite noticeable so uh, but still it 13 below 0 this morning up 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 there in the uh, in the vast 49 state uh,
0: yes exactly and uh, just trying to get a a satellite loop up here i just added it let's see if i can bring it up on the screen uh, come on Come on, a little bit more. See, the other way was a lot easier, Joe, because I could just, um, you know, just bring it up on the screen rather than I have to add it to a, uh, a folder here. So let's see if I did it right. Mm, no, it didn't look right. It's starting all over again. There's your probabilities. And Nope. I guess not. I I had a whole bunch of maps here. Where'd they go? I'm gonna go backwards. All right, that's for later in the show. I got all sorts of exciting things here. No, didn't work. Okay, so let's let me get us back up full screen. I was trying to bring up the satellite loop and uh, the radar loop, but
1: uh, it's not letting me. That's part of the issue that we. Uh... If if you want to, if you would like, uh, if you can allow me to share the screen, I can go and put up uh, the satellite and the radar. Oh, that uh, would or... be
0: that would be most helpful. And if you could put up yes. tropical tidbits after that, that would be great. Now let's see. Here's the thing. I don't know if the share screen's going to work. So let's see if it works. All right, it's on. So uh, right. you go ahead and
1: uh, do your worst. Let's see if I can. Uh, well, first of all, first off, hang on for one second. Let me just go to the goes now. What do you want the uh, the the entire United States uh, satellite view? Or... Yeah, that would be good.
0: If you could put it, set it up to thirty-six frames, that would be uh, even better.
1: Well, let's see. i will do one thing at a time here. So we'll do the. Uh, hmm. I tell you what. I've I've on on this site what i normally do is i go via the sectors now i can't. there's all of can why do they have all of canada i could bring up all of canada but i can't bring up the entire united yes, states you,
0: okay so if you're uh, you're on the conus page like the one
1: i use correct correct okay oh, wait a minute. there you go there you go all right you go to conus there you go yep 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 all right so uh <laughs> that that's see i never use that show so let's Well, see, Um, you you learn something new every day, Joseph. It's all about
0: technology. Precisely. All right. So so, here we
1: go. How how does that look?
0: All right. Well, you got a black screen there. It says Joe Rayo started sharing the screen, and now we have a black screen.
1: It says I'm screen sharing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. See, this is the problem I'm having. I have something that has come into my system that is
1: blocking. So unshare. All right. Stopping the share. Looked like a beautiful satellite picture, I might add, but
0: <laughs> No, I, I understand. See this is see, I get mad when I get when stuff like this happens see? to me. I, I so we not... can't
1: so obviously we cannot show or share any 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 screens, any any photographs, any movies. No nope. nothing.
0: I have nothing. some I, I preloaded some maps and then I forgot to load that. I just did it now and it didn't want to take it, so I don't know why. Uh, it's doing that and and not uh, being cooperative now let's see if I can get us back get get us back let's hope so let's hope so yep uh, oh now we're up and down <laughs> there you are all right look so oh, what what down there right yeah there exactly you and you're up there okay so um i still have to figure out all the little these new quirks and at the same time i got to solve this why did this happen to have to happen now why is beyond me at least if i'm sitting in my own house it's it's like you know i could spend the time but i'm running around like a like like a chicken with a without a head down here and uh I, i haven't been able you know haven't had the time okay so uh this system plays through it's going to go to our west obviously deepening low across the northern parts of the ohio valley it heads up to western new york uh i didn't i i we're going to get some heavy downpours thursday night uh in eastern pa to southern new england down to northeastern virginia but i don't think it's enough to cause any flash flooding issues it looked to me like it was going to be on the order of about a half an inch to an inch uh, and that should should just about do it it's just going to come through do its thing and then it'll be gone uh, and weather conditions would improve. Uh, we've got a weak cold front that's coming through the east over the weekend. Uh, but I didn't think there was going to be very much with that on Saturday. Uh, the air behind it is not even the air behind it is about the same as the air in front of it so there really isn't too much of a temperature change. And as you pointed out earlier, uh, temperatures are going to be f- uh, for the most part back to seasonal. And that's the one big change in the pattern that we've had was the fact that we would go well below normal behind these weather fronts as they go what we're going through and is these weather systems that uh, that impacted us. And then this time around we don't have any Arctic air anymore. It's more polar and uh, it's modified by the time it gets here. And it's uh, just not going to get you're not going to get into that brutal cold and teens and single digits and, and so on.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be a case where we're going to have a protracted spell of uh, frigidity like we had a few a couple of weeks ago where you know the daytime temperatures are in the teens. And the nighttime lows are uh, down in the single digits to near zero. By the way, I, 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 I was reminded of the fact that it was about three years ago that we had exceedingly cold temperatures here in the northeast. My temperature three years ago yesterday, minus nine degrees. And New York, Central Park, actually got all the way down to zero. And uh, I I had I, I forgot, completely forgotten about that. But it was very, very cold here just a few years ago. And now here we are. Uh, expecting temperatures for the upcoming President's Day weekend. They'll be seasonable, around 40 or so Saturday, and probably Sunday, and then back up to near 50 when we get to uh, President's Day on Monday. No President's Day snowstorm this year, Joe. You and I both remember the two President's Day snowstorms in 1979 and again in 2003, which dumped a whole heck of a lot of snow over parts of the viewing area. Yes, Not that, this it, year, though.
0: that it did not 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 um uh, not this year now i think i've s i have think I figured out something here hang on a second I'm sorry to have to do this on the fly, but you know what um I really don't have much choice here let's see if if this works by the way, I had to inst- you, you nope it failed okay never mind I'll, I'll figure this. I'll figure this out for the next time by the way i had to i had to download windows eleven. I was so desperate because I couldn't get my stuff to work on Windows 10 that I actually had to go and uh, uh, get do uh, Windows 11. So you know what? We're, let me let let's go. I'm gonna bring the maps up, and to be safe, I actually can make it a little bit bigger here, and I'll, we'll just be sitting right behind everything. That's uh, Joe. Where'd you go? You go. There you go. We're <laughs> we're we're hidden. Let's put the yeah. om the let's make sure we got the Omni logo on top, and I'm going to uh, we'll translate over. We'll start talking about the uh, let's talk about the law lo- the uh, longer range because I have been you know I've been putting forward the uh, thesis that we are going to see uh, some. Uh, you know, even though the uh, uh, the winter's over crowd, uh, which usually starts they start their chance in November uh, before winter even started, uh, they've been out. They've been out in full force. Uh, and I've been I've been kind of on the side of, well, you know what? There's the way the, the way things have gone. Uh, I think um, there's room for a window of opportunity. And you have, uh, you and I have discussed this. A few times in the last week or two, and I'm sticking to that idea that I think that there's going to be a window of opportunity and depending now right now the models are kind of throwing different signals Joe depending on when you look uh, and and which models you look at but uh, uh I have up here I believe this is the this is the European and this is the east Pacific oscillation. And, and, and as you know, when we talk about these teleconnections like the East Pacific Oscillation, the Pacific North America Index, the North Atlantic Oscillation, that the East Pacific Oscillation to me is the most important one. Uh, give me a negative East Pacific Oscillation and I'll take my chances with everything else. And in fact, January was an example of exactly that. We had an east-pacific East oscillation that was negative. Uh, that uh, That's a pressure pattern, measuring pressure changes in the eastern Pacific uh, and in western Canada. When that goes negative in its index, uh, it uh, it usually means that it's favorable for cold weather to spread across Canada and into the eastern part of the U.S. And the European uh, is forecasting that east-pacific oscillation to go negative. of and actually goes negative fairly soon uh in in the next uh within the next five or six days and then it goes it stays negative and actually uh it gets uh strongly negative uh as we uh, head toward the end of the month and in the beginning of march so that's very interesting that the european is doing this uh meanwhile uh, you have uh, the i believe this is the gfs i can't see because the uh, you know i gotta move the uh, let me move the omni logo All right, hold on. Let me go back because this is apparently the European. So let's see what the other one, the European yesterday, kind of looked like. That map you just saw there. Let me go backward, and uh, this was the GFS. So the GFS actually has a fairly negative EPO developing very soon and staying negative. So and I and when I looked at the 18Z GFS, Joe, that kind of I kind of understand now why it did this. Uh, because of what's what it showed, but we'll get we'll get to that uh, in in a bit. Hopefully, I can save the map. So the European, which yesterday kind of looked like that, uh, was um, uh, now uh, maybe a little less bullish, and it doesn't want to go backwards. So I can't do anything with that. And this is yeah, see so yeah, this is back to the European. So you can see the European there, that big dip. And then it goes up and then it's it goes positive uh toward the end of the month and beginning of um of March. Now one of these is the control and one of these is the actual I forgot which one was the control, but one of them actually stays negative, and that's I think that's the one in the green. So just uh just to just to let show you the difference. Now, I think, Mr. Rayo, it's all about the polar vortex. And uh, if you look at the rotation, and this is from the twelve Z run from earlier On the polar vortex uh, it does and and I started at day 7 and took it out to day 16 and what I'm seeing here is that the polar vortex wants to orient itself in the way that it was oriented during the month of January it's also two things are happening at the same time you're getting the seasonal weakening of the polar vortex in the stratosphere which happens at this starts happening this time of year and then until the polar vortex disappears uh, which it will by the time we get to May and June, and the other thing that's happening if you look at that br- that big dark reddish brown area that's coming around from Europe and going all the way around through Siberia, that is uh, a, a a big area of very warm air. So there's a stratospheric warming event that's underway as well, and I noticed that one of the runs actually split the polar vortex in two, and that it's there one to run and gone the next, but. Um, we're going to have to look to see if if the uh, if if that impacts the NAO, which right now is forecast to remain low positive, uh, going into the end of the month and the beginning of the month of March. But I have to tell you, if you could get the NAO to at least go neutral, uh, it could be a very interesting first first uh, ten days of,
1: of of March, in my view. Well, Tim Tim Veltman on the chat board is talking about the fact that next week the EPO going negative. And he is forecasting, based on that, six more weeks of winter through the first week of April. On the other hand, there's Keith James who said last year, uh, the the last snowstorm in Ramsey, New Jersey, last year was on February 21st, folks. Yes, and then so it could be, and then it, it shut early. down. It, it could be over early. This this uh, just saying it could be over this early. So look, if you don't get, on.
0: if if um, you don't have a. You don't have a really truly true ridge in the west, trough in the east type uh, scenario here. Uh, from what I've seen, uh, it, it's 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 much more transitory. It's much more variable. So here's the upper air when we look at the 500 millibar map. And uh, now we're at. Uh, by the way, this is Mrs. Ann Sambles, just so just so you know. Uh, but Mrs. Ann Sambles, uh, you'll notice during the uh, second half of this uh, has that trough coming back into the eastern part of the United States and mostly ridging out in the west. The first frame on that, by the way, that's on day 11. So I just took day 11 to 16. So uh, that's from uh, the last few days of February and going into the first few days of March. But clearly, uh, the ensembles are kind of going on the lines of, you know what, Uh, it, it, uh, it, it might be a little more you know, this this certainly would give you the idea that we're, at the very least, you're going to get into some uh, below normal temperatures. And by the way, if you looked at, I, I looked at the ensembles, uh, the ensembles, I keep saying ensembles because I like <laughs> it, that it's Ms. Ann Samples. but um, Not to be
1: confused with Ann Landers.
0: Yes. <laughs> but the ensembles actually had below normal temperatures east of the Rockies to the East Coast from day 7 to day 16. So, you know, that's from the middle of next week. And that corresponds, by the way, from when that polar vortex kind of lines up from Siberia to Western Canada to Eastern Canada down into the Great Lakes and Northeast. It'll be interesting to see if that's how it plays out. Now, here's the European, uh, and the European, this is day seven, uh, I did day six through day 10 here, and if you look, now, there's no blocking that's showing up. It's all lower pressures over Greenland, but you'll notice the trough, how it kind of swings It starts off in central Canada. There's a vortex that's forming up in northern Hudson Bay. So it kind of looks like it wants to make a a trough out there in the west, but then that uh, arm just sort of swings around. And what seems to be happening to, you know, from what I'm I'm looking at is that as each of these pieces of western energy come along, they start to flatten that southeast ridge down. And that's going to be key. Uh, There's there's three of these storm systems that we're going to be dealing with that are going to track – that are going to tra- tra- track to our west, or mostly to our west. And as each one goes by, the southeast ridge gets a bit of a, a bigger hit. And you see it on the European, especially how it just kind of gets flattened out there over the Bahamas, and then uh, you know just sort of uh, e- allows the, uh, the the flow, uh, the colder flow, to move a little bit deeper into the continental uh, United States. So those are the things that you want to look for. Now I want to. Each-
1: each disturbance is trying to tamp the uh, the ridge down a little bit, uh, yes. And the progression is, you know, more toward pushing it a little further south and a little bit further east with the passage of time. So give me, uh,
0: give me a moment here because I'm going to get the the latest GFS run. And look, it's understood as, uh, you know, if you've been on watching the show, you know that after day. You know, you, you, the further out you go, obviously, you're not going to take this literally. Uh, but it, you know, it's one of many possibilities. The further out you go, there's a lot more variability. So we're not saying that what you're going to see on the map is ag- exactly going to work out this way, but it does sort of explain uh, what um, uh, wh- what what we were showing you with the teleconnection. So I'm just trying to load up. I'm trying to save this GIF. And bring it up on the screen. So it's just taking me a bit of a moment here. So just uh, bear with me, Joe, okay? Let's see if
1: I Critter can. Critifest Sanctuary, and uh, I think this is a new member to the chat board. Critifest Sanctuary, who's located here, not here, but uh, she's, uh, he says or she says, I've been living here in Western Kentucky for seven years now and have only gotten a couple of inches of snow, maybe four times, and it's always gone within three days or less. Does anybody remember real snow? And I, I'm by saying western Kentucky, uh Critterfest, I, I guess you were within range of those uh terrible tornadoes that uh, hit in western Kentucky during December. And if I recall correctly, Joe, right after that, they did have snow, significant snow covering yeah. up the debris that came on the heels of the uh of the tornadoes. Well look but, uh, I, I I think Except, except say way up in upstate
0: New York and in central and you know interior New England, I know certainly down where we are, Joe. The we've had years where we've had snow on the ground from the middle of December through the middle of March. Uh, Thirteen, fourteen uh, it was uh, one of those types of winters, for example. Uh, but those are rare. Uh, in fact. It, it, it's most of the time what winds up happening is that you get the, um, uh, the, the, the uh, situations like what we've had where uh, you, you get your snowfall and oftentimes they come closer to the end of a pattern than, than, than at the beginning of one and then you get one of these situ- oh, I did it right? Then you get one of these situations where the snow gets washed away uh and that's that, that's you know for the mid latitudes that's really far more common the winters right. where you keep the snow on the ground are pretty rare now take a look at this take a look at this surface and i looked at this and i thought you know what if we had even uh you know the nao is non-existent uh but even if it was down close to the neutral line you could see what the negative east pacific oscillation is doing when it starts all over again which is going to do shortly uh, you'll see what I'm talking about because uh, now we're toward the end of this pork forecast, getting closer to the end of the forecast period, where it's basically you know spreading out all this cold air and, and it's on the dry side. Uh, but when it starts again. Uh, you'll uh, you'll 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 see what the negative East Pacific Oscillation. So there's our system for for Thursday. So that's gone. Cold front for Saturday. That's gone. Cold shot comes in behind it. That's gone. So now you've got this big high, and look how all that cold air, Joe, spreads out. It not only spreads out from the Dakotas to eastern Canada, but it just sits there, allowing for two waves to come out, and you know both of them are going to be rain for eastern PA to southern New England. Then the one behind it, because the southeast ridge is tamped out, it gives you the idea that maybe if it's a little bit colder and a little flatter, that you could have one of those front-end thump type of things. And then here's another one that's right behind that one uh with also a little bit of front end snow and here's a fourth one that comes out so and that's at now we're at to march 1st so you could imagine if we had even a even if the if the nao were just it's slightly positive and which it's been all winter and it stays slightly positive through this whole next two weeks according to to the uh, forecast from overnight but if it were uh, to do what some of the some of the runs that I saw were trying to bring back some blocky some blockiness uh, and bring the NAO down to neutral or even slightly negative, you know what? Maybe that high presses further south. Maybe those lows track further south. I don't know. Um, the PNA, the Pacific North America Index, by the way, is forecast to be po- not only positive, Joe, but the PNA actually strengthens as we get to the end of the month, which is what I thought was kind of interesting. So yeah you just know, this this, this uh, you know, i I don't like looking at the long range and making unequivocal statements about what it's gonna be like because you know what all the long range forecasts for this winter were pretty much wrong, so I would just say the trend is your friend that means any forecasts going forward are gonna be mostly wrong
1: including <laughs> including possibly mine well we'll see i as I, I as i said from uh from the start of this season you know, anything beyond three or four days, uh, take it with caution uh, and nine or 10, or 11 days. It's funny. I mean, it's fun to look at what, they, what they're what forecasting, what the models are suggesting 10, 12, 15 days out. Just keep it in the back of your mind that in all likelihood, that's not going to verify it, that it, it may actually be something completely and totally and diametrically opposite to what you're looking at, but uh, it's, it's, it's fun. That's what makes, makes the whole game fun, so yeah. to speak.
0: Yeah, what fun would would it be if 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 those long range forecasts were actually right? Yes, <laughs> it wouldn't be. Oh, unless yeah. of course, unless of course they would follow the snow Weenies rule, which means that you know much below normal temperatures from November to May, and even that is probably not enough to satisfy them. Um, so, uh, and, oh, by the way, on the uh, I saw earlier. Uh, Paul Roman you, you uh, I saw somebody say you t- you took a fall uh, so I hope you're okay uh, if uh, I, if I'm, if I misread that uh, I apologize but if I, I, I didn't want to not say anything after I, I saw that uh, on the board 112 likes close to 300 uh, po- folks on the uh, on, on the show tonight which is really great and of course if you missed ever missed the show you could always watch it on the repeat because it's on the uh, my YouTube library. So I um, I think, Joe, that um, we're going to wrap it up tonight because I'm kind of tired after a long day. Uh, Tom and, Contino, no, in, apolog- yes. in apology, Joe, he's buying you a cup of tea at five bucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is what I call Starbucks. I used to call it four bucks. But now with inflation, you got to at the very least say five bucks. Thank you, Tom, for hitting super chat. We love you, too. Most appreciated. And yeah, I did this, this was kind of on the fly. So I, to, I, I'm going to hopefully have some time tomorrow to, uh, uh, you know, try to work out all these technical uh, uh, kinks. Either that, Joe, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what I usually do when I get to a point where I can't solve a problem. I just stopped doing – I just stopped trying to fix it, and then I'll wake up one morning and magically it will work
1: again. Well, um, you could try that if you'd like. I've tried that myself, but uh, rarely does it ever work out in my favor. Uh, So it may not work out in your favor too. But are we going to – you think we'll have a show tomorrow night or –
0: I, I'm going to try. I mean, OK, I'll do it. Mean, look, let's let's just say I'm going to I would like to have one because of the severe weather here. OK, yes. so and plus with what's going on uh, back in the northeast and also, you know, what's what's here is going to go to Georgia. Uh, so I, I would like to do I would like to do that. Uh, but I'm not sure the timing of everything, because I, I, I want to drive back. Tomorrow before the storms hit to get back to Georgia so that I could get back to my house. Uh, and, uh, my dog is not with me. JJ isn't with me. So I kind I miss really? him. Yeah. I left him at, I left him at my daughter's house. Um, oh, okay. So he's having, he's having a blast there with my grandsons and with all the, all the squirrels in the backyard. He's constantly on patrol. Uh, normally the chairman, uh, you know, he did give me a, I think I got a Briller Jeopardy somewhere or maybe you got it, but, We're going to hold off on that, getting back to some semblance of normalcy until I get back to some semblance of normalcy. And uh, we'll, 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 we'll bring that back in a day or two when I get back uh, to my, my usual place of residence. So. Okay. All right. So everybody, thanks for being here. Thanks for putting up with some of the technical errors. I'll try to get them all worked out and uh, keep your fingers crossed that we'll have a show tomorrow night uh, with all the severe weather going on. And again, Thanks to those of you who are here for the first time on the Joe and Joe Weather Show. Remember, we're on five days a week, Sunday, usually Sunday through Thursday at 7.30. and you, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Monday through Thursday at 7.30 p.m. And Sundays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, except that when we've got stuff going on, we tend to move, move the show around. So and we try to let everybody know. Um, so there. There was one other thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, that I I'm on central time. Okay? Joe, you'd love central time. The European starts at noon. So so even even when you go at daylight saving when you go to daylight saving time, it starts at 1 uh which we'll be doing in a couple of weeks. So uh but you'd love uh, it here. The Europe me. the European starts at noon, the GFS at 9:30, the NAM at 8:30 gives you plenty of time to look at the guidance before you have to hit your deadline times. Which come an hour earlier anyway. So, all right. Nighty night, everybody. Or Reservoir. <laughs>